Paris or Munich. Places of monumental architecture, great temples to finance and art. You see, the U.S. was having a bit of an identity crisis. In many ways, people weren't quite sure what American meant. After all, what was America? What did you mean when you said American culture? With millions of people in the country hailing from all over the world, was there really something unique that could be defined as purely American? It was a question that in the post-Civil War U.S. had even more resonance. Could the North and South really be considered one nation again, with a shared culture? Was there an American style of architecture, painting, sculpture? How about cuisine? That last question had bothered one Philadelphian, one James W. Parkinson, the most. A celebrated restaurateur in both Philadelphia and New York, whom you may remember from our episode on the $1,000 dinner, Parkinson fumed that American cooking had not yet earned what he believed was a well-deserved respect. For Parkinson, the whole thing had come to a head in 1871, when the Archduke Alexis, fourth son of Tsar Alexander of Russia, had traveled to the U.S. for a much-publicized national tour. Alexis, who had been all of 21 at the time, had apparently had a grand time, seeing Niagara Falls, going hunting with Buffalo Bill, attending Mardi Gras New Orleans. But one thing had bothered the Grand Duke. In his numerous interviews with local papers, Alexis had but one complaint— When he had asked to be served traditional American food at the various hotels and inns he had stayed at, most of the hoteliers had simply shook their heads. No such thing, they had said. Unless, of course, you mean plain oysters or baked beans. No, the finest hotels served the finest food, which at the time meant French. This comment was enough to drive Parkinson mad. Mad enough to write a lengthy letter to the Philadelphia Press in July of 1874. Dear Sir, The concessions made by many of our hotel keepers to the Duke Alexis, to the effect that there are no American dishes and that we have no American cooks, do not surprise me. In many departments of taste, and notably in the arts of costuming, confectionery, and cookery, the admission is well-nigh universal that the French made us, and that we are the sheep of French pastures. So deeply rooted is this sentiment in the public mind that Paris is the great fountainhead of all art and taste in these departments, that when an American confectioner or caterer makes any invention in his craft— He 